0: Back to Recall the Midwife. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Series Three, Episode Three. I'm Becky. I'm Alex.
1: I'm Jen. Um, and a quick reminder that this week's episode deals with infertility, mother and child separation, and incarceration. So, if those topics are ones you would prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. Okay. A quick synopsis: In this week's episode, it's Chummy's birthday, and the girls are planning a way to celebrate. When Fred comes in with tickets to My Fair Lady in the West End, the girls are so excited. A big night out is planned, but discovering the tickets are fake almost ruins the evening. On the way home from the pub that night, the plan B, Alex tells Jenny he loves her, and she freezes. Trixie and Sister Julianne are tasked with the job of maternity care at the women's prison due to a flu outbreak among the usual nursing staff, and Sister Julianne meets Stella Crandall, an inmate and expectant mother close to her due date sister julianne connects with stella and she learns of her difficult past as an orphan and desire to turn her life around for her and her baby sister julianne does all she can to help her and acts as her character witness when her case is reviewed it's sister julianne's advocacy that gives stella and her little baby peter a new hope also while visiting the prison trixie and sister jelly sister julianne meet curate tom hereford for the first time (laughs) <laughs> kathy carter is at the end of her pregnancy and is suffering from terrible varicose veins she's forced to convalesce at the maternity home in the lead up to giving birth and she and her husband stan learn a depth to their love when they meet their baby last sheila and patrick are trying for a child and sheila is anxiously awaiting the results of a pregnancy ta- test test when it turns out to be a negative, they fear a bigger problem is preventing her from conceiving. Doctor Turner knows another doctor who can do some exploratory surgery, and they discover that Sheila's tuberculosis may have had lasting effect on her ability to get pregnant, possibly dashing Patrick and Sheila's hopes of having a child of their own. So, girls, I mean, this there, I mean, another one with a lot going on. How do we want to tackle this one? Should
0: we do the Krangle prison first?
1: Sure, sure. Well, can
0: I just say something that's completely, probably not going to come up unless I mention it? Okay. <laughs> yes,
2: you may. Yes, you may. I don't know why you asking permission. Yes, you can. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, when they're all sat around the breakfast table and they're trying to think what to do for Chummy's birthday and Sister Winifred mentions this new film, The 39 Steps. <gasps> I'm this so is excited. How it- this is how I know it's 1959. Because I have watched every film version of The 39 Steps. It's such a good film. But obviously, because I'm basically living in the 50s, I was like, oh, yes, The 39
2: Steps.
0: I yes. will
2: say something really bad. I've never
0: heard of The 39 Steps. Oh, it's so good, Alex. You should watch. There's it's... loads of versions. Yeah. The... So... Yeah. 1959 film. There's a 1978 film. There's a recent BBC series oh why have I never heard of it I'm normally well, quite good at like pop culture
1: I am so glad you brought that up because when she suggests that I literally wrote um in my notes about it and I have a little bone malt for our listeners as well so um when I moved to the UK for my year abroad and met you girls um the university that we were at had like a university movie night program and you could for a few pounds like buy a ticket and go see the movie at the like, like a, a cinema thing yeah yeah well <laughs> no, 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 but it wasn't it wasn't i oh, know no, i used to go in a lecture hall yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah. yeah it, was, it, club, it was the film yeah club. film club in the in a lecture hall and so it was kind of like a cheaper alternative and it was on campus and everything like that well anyways one of the i thought this was the best thing and one of the movies that they showed was the 39 steps and i went to go see it there and i remember not knowing anything about it when i walked in and i loved that movie and the story between the two main characters who kind of like have like a enemies to lovers kind of storyline in the midst of solving this whole big mystery is so good i went to the film oh oh Bex, the scene where they're in the hotel and they're handcuffed together and she has to like take her stockings off and everything oh my gosh don't even get me like truly one of the most like romantic like oh I love that I I just it's a great movie but it just totally brought me back to like that moment in my life and I'm just so glad you brought that up
0: I thought it was gonna be the only one but it's just Alex it's it's only me I've never
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna google it now
0: it's really anyway, worth a watch it's really it, worth it's a watch. like any version of it they're all quite good ver- they're, they're all quite different it's, there's slight differences between them i don't yeah. know why i've watched so many versions of it
1: i i think i've seen other versions as well but they didn't they didn't stick in my mind the way that original one for me did but um anyways also can you believe my fair lady in the west end like like live you know i mean i know that show gets gets you know rebooted and stuff like that many times i but, know
2: is it hitchcock
1: yes i mm-hmm. have 39
2: steps anyway mm-hmm. sorry
1: carry on yeah and some of the special effects in the original version are like really hilarious because you can tell they're just like um you know like little cardboard cutouts behind a screen and they they flash the light you know what i mean it's like they're very 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 low budget like low technology and everything but it's really funny but anyways should we talk about the prism first
0: i thought they would have yeah. sent
1: this for angelina because
0: after that they should have
1: I got the feeling it was like, oh, the road. I just worked out this way. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I thought. It was so bleak, though. The prison really made me sad. I mean, did
2: you recognize uh, Stella Krangle? Is it Crangle or Crandle? I had
0: Crandle. I thought it was Crangle. Oh, Krangle. Krangle. Yeah, I did
1: write Krangle in my notes. Sorry. Um,
0: yeah, it was Stacy Solomon from EastEnders. Sanders. Stacy oh. Solomon. Is it not no, it's not Stacey's <laughs> Solomon She's a completely different person.
2: <laughs> What's she called? Stacey Slater. Yeah, I do have a really good impression of Stacey Solomon. We're not gonna do it that now. But um, yeah, Stacey Slater.
1: I didn't I didn't recognise her, sorry guys.
2: Her name's Lacey Turner in real life. She's a really good actress.
1: She did a great job with this role.
2: In real life, she's got two kids, and I'm sure the daughter's called Dusty. And the the son is called the name of a hat. And I'm trying to think of what name it is.
1: Bowler, Fedora. Beanie? No. no. Oh, pork pie. Trilby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Dusty uh, right, yeah, and so, Trilby. Her son's called Trilby, yeah. Trilby. Well, other, her other kid's named Dusty Beck, so I mean, this Trilby woman. Fox,
2: okay. His middle name's Fox.
1: they anyway, are both not good names, that's, sorry. That's by
2: the bat. Oh, judgy. Remember listening. <laughs> Um, anyway, right, now, so she's in prison, she's stolen something, she's heavily, heavily pregnant, and she's saying that yeah. she's got a fiancé on the outside called Joe Joseph.
0: Who's yeah. in the Merchant Navy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's going to be back any day.
1: Any day, yeah. That chestnut
2: a <laughs> And uh, I'll tell basically, you. It's, it's a horrible prison. She gets in fights thinking she's above, like, basically, she's got this, because she's trying to do this pretense, all these prisoners are all, like, angry with her. But the storyline mm. really doesn't it? really give a sh- give a,
1: give a... Well, that one, food. that one lady food, is just spoiling you. for a fight every single minute of the day. Like, she would have felt, fought with, you know, like a broomstick if she could have gotten it. Yeah, she would have.
2: Um. So anyway, yeah, so she's getting in trouble there, here and there and everywhere. And they're all like, the parole's coming up and she really wants to fight to keep the baby. And She's convinced it's going to be a girl, Um. which I was yeah. exactly the same, except I was convinced I was going to be a boy. Mm. Uh, I wasn't in prison though, I have. Um. <laughs> <not> yet. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, so then she's in prison. Then they come along, uh, Sister Evangelina and Sister... No, Sister Julianne. Trixie. S- oh, God, what is- I've had a migraine, people. I- I'm not that bright today, I do apologise. Sorry, yes, yeah, Sister Julianne and Trixie come into the prison because of this flu outbreak. And obviously... You can tell from the way they betray the prison guards, you can tell they're like, yeah, the, the care here is crap. The midwives oh, yeah. don't care. Like, they're allowed to work till right. Like, I can't believe she's allowed to work so late. So, obviously, they're, they're trying to intimate that the midwives are terrible as well. Mm. Um, like, those poor prison guards were just seen as complete awful. Like, it was just
1: um, terrible. But anyway,
2: yeah, so she's near the end of her day. So, and this is basically the main birth storyline this week.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was really sad because even in the first appointment with sister Julian and Trixie um, at the end of it, as she's walking out, Trixie's like, Oh wait, did you forget this? Like what, you know, like I think this might be yours or something like that. And it's a book. Um, it's like a young reader's book, but but it's basically like a, a workbook for, for learning how to read. And she snatches it away really quickly and Trixie's like, Oh, okay. And then like later on you see a scene of her sitting in her cell like practicing her letters and stuff and like reading from this book and then the lights automatically shut off because it's bedtime everyone has you know and she just has you know you can tell she's just like oh okay well you know like i'm trying my hardest here but yeah i i really felt for her and um i thought sister julianne I actually really liked that they gave sister Julianne a real storyline the way they give other girls a real storyline. And she yeah. wasn't just kind of like solving everyone's problems, doling out wise advice, like dealing with some administrative headache or whatever like that. She really got to connect to a patient in a way yeah. that everybody else gets to connect with on a regular basis. But it, you know, you really got to see sister Julianne in her element in a way that we haven't seen too, too much of before. And also like, there's a reason why she's so good and why she, you know, really, you know, rises to the occasion. And again, like, I mean, a lot of stuff happens with this, you know, it's, it's kind of up and down, but um, you know, like sister Julianne, like, is you know it's like okay well she's got this fiance let me see if i can kind of track him down so she starts following the newspapers and reading about the you know the ship manifests and everything to see if they're coming into the dock because she says oh he's gonna be back any day any day because her, her pregnancy is almost well,
2: over there's a really lo- lovely scene as well between sister julian as well though uh, i'm talking about the books with uh, mm. with stella and, and sister julian and she's like you know I, I, she opens up to sister julian and yeah. she's like i didn't have you know all my uh, all the books and everything when when we were in orphanage like all the books and everything were burned and you know yeah. after we you didn't have any belongings so I never actually learned to read. Well, she opened up to when it was just really, I don't know, it was just quite a moving scene because they're both really good movie. actresses. Oh, sorry, sorry. Are we having a are we having a lullaby? <laughs> no, Christmas
1: isn't it? Isn't it the start of um, Mariah Carey. Uh, Oh, uh, sorry. That was my that was my phone ringing. <laughs> we it's can not cut the that
2: start out. of Carey.
1: Uh, no, it, it it just it sounds like it, but it just keeps going boop 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 boop. But um, we we let us definitely cut that for the episode. Um, no, but no, we, we, we're gonna talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: no, but it's 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 really good, and I will say I really liked uh, the the story arc as well because like she opens up. So Stella opens up to Sister Julianne about. You know, not being able to read and being, you know, an orphan and the in the, during the blitz and everything like that. And then, you know, so sister Juliana is really trying to, you know, kind of look for things, you know, for her, you know, and do that. And then she goes back and she's like, you know, I can't find Joe on any of these manifests. Like, can you give me another piece of information about him? Do you have any, you know, like what's his last name? Like, you know, you got to help me out here. And Stella said, no,
2: she said, I can't find Joseph Dixon
1: anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Joseph Dixon. And, um,
2: oh my God, someone is in.
1: Real, uh, exactly. Oh, it. It's my it's my sister. Um. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Can we listen no. to this, <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Anyways. Um. So she, so she, so she gets. So then, Stella, when when she asked about Joseph Dixon, you know, kind of like what's going on here, she's she could messes. You know, listen, I, you know, I don't have a fiance. I well, made. Hang that on, up. hang on. No, sister,
2: Ju- sister, Angelique, Julianne. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? Sister Julianne is like, if you don't tell me the truth, I can't help you. So she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not engaged. He, he isn't in the picture, but I thought that he could, if, it, if I said that I was, you know, gonna be more respectable, I'd be able to get my lodgings back. I'd be able to keep my baby. I'd be able to get out and everything. And, um, but she's like, if you don't tell me, I can't help you. And then the second she tells, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to tell the truth to everything. Basically, like.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting
3: therapy has its own problems too.
0: dub you into the set and considering how in past episodes the previous episode that we talked about sister julian is happy for a man to raise another man's child yeah but then all of a sudden she's got judgy well yeah but it's also the way she's like if
2: you don't tell me i can't help you whereas she should have been like knowing she was like basically she should have said like uh don't tell me because then i have to inform the authorities <laughs> like but she was like if you don't tell me i can't help you and then as soon as she tells us, she's like yeah i can't help you <laughs> Like,
1: <laughs> uh, okay okay i sorry again i guess i'm just gonna be the really like stick in the mud for both these episodes but i, I uh, okay i i because i'm just gonna take the fullness of the episode so like in that moment, yes, you know, I think Sister Julianne was was mad and had that. But having – you know, when you're working with a client and, and you're trying to do something for them, you're advocating and you think you have all the information and then they come back later and it turns out that they actively, like, didn't tell you the truth, that is really, really frustrating. I've been yeah. there before. And I will say when you were trying to genuinely advocate and when you were trying to genuinely help someone and you've really worked hard to try to make a connection with them, when they still actively deceive you, like – it's very frustrating, especially if it if it harms the care that you're trying to put into place for them. And so, in that moment, I did because I I've, I actually had a moment not that long ago at my job where. I went into one of my coworkers after just having found out that this client had like really lied to me about a lot of stuff. And I was just like, why do people lie to me? Like how, you know, I wasn't yelling at my coworker, but I was just like, I was like, I don't understand. I'm trying so hard. I never, it never, like, if if you tell me the truth, I can deal with the truth. Like I will never hold it against you if you tell me everything, but like if you actively lie to me, I can't do my job. And like, it's, it's so it's really frustrating. And I know that there's a lot of kind of like, um, You know, institutional history that a lot of people have, especially if they've been in a care, you know, a care, you know, system for a very, very long time, which Stella has. So I, I understand why she wouldn't instinctively feel that she could maybe be like fully honest because it might come back to like, you know, hurt her later. So I totally get that on Stella's side. But I I also get why sister Julianne in the moment was kind of just like, oh my God, like I, I'm so frustrated, I'm over it, you know, I'm tired. No, I know. And, then- and
2: also there's a lot of stake for Crack Stella, because obviously she at the start she was like, you know, they can take the baby if you're not married and stuff like that. Like the yeah. fact that they could take the baby if you're not married, awful.
1: Well, but but a lot of times too, and I and this happens in the US as well, if you're if you're incarcerated. I mean, you you can't keep your child. I mean, there's there's pregnant inmates all the time who have to give up their children just because of the fact that they're in jail. And see, I think and- in England there's more
2: like mother and baby units there with the with the babies in prison.
1: So wait, if you're if you have been convicted, now I know Stella's situation is unique to her, so we're not talking about Stella now. Yeah. If you're convicted of a crime and you're going to be serving a sentence, you're allowed to keep your child if you give birth while you're incarcerated.
2: If you give but birth not- while you're there.
1: But is that just while they're newborn? Surely they don't get raised. I would not,
2: Hang on, yeah, I'm just gonna look now.
1: I would be really surprised if they would allow a mother to keep her child past a certain point. Surely they would let them, like, if they're breastfeeding. I mean,
0: you could imagine if someone had a really long jail sentence, they'd just be like, "Yeah, I'm going to breastfeed this child till he's eight years old."
1: Yeah, eighteen I, months. I, eighteen months. Wow, that's that's quite a long time. I'm amazed that you guys let, let, let people do that. I'm not I think it's great. I mean I'm if, if it's if it's an environment that works, then okay. But that I would I don't think we do that over here, I, which um is a bigger I think conversation it, we if won't If there's get space, into, but... let's be
2: honest, if there's
0: space, which there probably isn't a
2: lot of Yeah. Time.
1: Well and I'm sure it has to do with like what they're in prison for and like I'm sure there's also many, I don't, many, many I don't factors,
0: think, but I don't think the babies are in with the general
1: population. No. No,
2: no, no, there's no, like no. a mother and baby unit part. Uh, yeah. I used to watch whatever. Prison of Book H a lot. Which is Australian, and I know it's not based on truth, but you know they used to have mother and baby unit as well.
0: Uh, And I just thought, all all of your knowledge is based on prisoner cell block
1: H
2: (laughs) and neighbours. So you know, two Australian shows is basically my the extent of my knowledge in life.
1: I mean, you're you're practically like you know like a prison warden at this point. You know all the facts, Al. True fact. So anyway, Um, so
2: she gives birth. Yes. And she has a little boy. She's convinced it's going to be a girl, but it's not. And Sister yeah. Julianne, in this really moving scene, had given her Peter Pan the book. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, oh, I'm going to name it Peter. Mm-hmm. And it was just, really, I forgot it was just really cute. Um, oh, it was so
1: sweet. It was so sweet.
2: And then, uh, but then, obviously, she gives birth. And then she's like, oh, and Joseph is the middle name. And she's like, uh... So she she's was like, yeah, the sure, book. that's
1: the, that's the that's middle, <laughs> middle name. <laughs> this is where it all
2: comes out, the baby... They, they yes. got a, this dad that they called joseph Dixon. she just made him up and then she nearly yeah. basically cr- committed another crime which is putting someone else's name on the birth certificate but as becky is completely right she actually advocated for that in the last episode but that's by the by mm. um but so then um she's
1: like oh no I'm i mean a baby. totally different situation I but know, okay. i know i
2: know so sister julienne then as the legend that she is goes out into yeah. the house and just basically tries to find a place for stella and her baby Mm-hmm. Uh, society, it's 1959. Still, it's not done to have a single mother, who, with, especially with a criminal record, working yeah. for you know, work or anything like this. And obviously, yeah. childcare—it's not a thing. There's no system that's there for them. She yeah. finds this place in a hospital for mothers and children, and she'd be working there as a cleaner, but she would have childcare.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so what? then it's like, go on, sorry. And the thing that Sister Julianne says, because after she gets really upset about Stella lying, she kind of storms off in, in her own way. And then, you know, she stops and has an opportunity to reflect about the situation. Because someone, I think some someone says something about, oh, you know, it's really tough. Or yeah, something, something prompts Sister Julianne. Like, she kind of takes a moment to cool down or whatever. And then she says, wait a minute. Have I really done what I can do for this girl? Have I really, like, you know, been – have I really – have I really – you know, lived up to the standard that I hold myself to is, is, uh, you know, the thing I'm giving it at this point. Yeah. But, um, but she, you know, she's like, wait a minute. No, you know, let me, let me, let me actually like stop and look at this from a different sense and like take myself and my ego out of it. And so then she starts making all these phone calls and just to jump ahead, cause you recap this already, Al, then you see Stella at the review for her, you know, her sentence basically. And they're kind of taking into account a lot of different things and like, you know, all the different factors and whatever, and they basically are like, okay, you know, it doesn't look good, but, you know, you can go off. You were supposed to have a character wanting to show up here, but they didn't show up. So I guess we're just going to figure this out on our own anyway. And It's not and... just about coming out of prison. It's a son's, like, future as well. Oh! Yeah. And they do say they're like, you know, we really care about, you know, the welfare of the child, which, you know, I, I think is fair. And then, um, and then, so she gets taken out. And then a second later, as they're deliberating, Sister Julianne comes in and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was late, you know, the traffic and, and I was waiting on a phone call and everything. And she says, "But, you know, I've worked this out for her." And the thing that the thing that I thought was also great was she was the 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 two people on the board that are making the decision are like, "You know, listen, I know you've really gotten invested, but um, you know, I don't I, I don't want you to just be kind of taken away by your sentimentality about, you know, not wanting to have a child separated from their mother." And she said, "Listen, I've been in a lot of these situations oh, before, and I understand if a child has to be taken away from their mother, but that's not what this is. And I know what I'm talking about. And so he I've been like, doing this
2: for years. F yeah. you and you
1: yeah. condescend. Condes- yeah, I would like, say you that Don't that, tell was- me what I know, what I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's just so she's just so powerful and gentle at the same time, which is a really, really tough line to walk. And she completely changes the outcome she yes. she saves stella and and gives her and little baby peter this new opportunity oh
0: a chance yeah i That's always cute. imagine
2: them years later even though obviously i know it's fictional i'm making myself sound a bit like i don't but i do but i always imagine them years later cuz my uncle's called peter and he's about that age and i just think Aww. oh actually he's he's about 10 years older uh but like i'm like oh peter where would he be right now and he's like live this lovely happy life with his mom and i often think about that and then i realize that it's not real Yeah. (laughs) but i just like it i just like thinking like that
1: yeah i just love the idea of them going off to this like nice place where even though she's going to be a cleaner and everything they have you know like a lot of safety and security and you know just a really togetherness yeah and a happy and and you know a promising up Future where there's opportunity
2: and someone's trusted in it. Can we talk about the letter at the end? The letter that she wrote to Sister Julianne saying thank you. oh,
1: Oh,
2: it made me cry. It made me cry hard
1: oh my god when she sat down with that with that pencil and the paper with the huge double space yeah. lines and everything oh See, my
2: daughter's god. five and she's doing phonics at the moment that like, is exactly the kind of writing she does oh. <laughs> and it just made me cry i just thought oh bless her! like she's really trying hard and it says thank you so much from the bottom of our heart and i'm just like oh, oh
1: no but that, but it. heart is spelled h-a-r-t-s i know i know because oh, she says me bottom and peter is as well bottom. oh oh god she's oh you know truly like just hats off to anyone struck like dealing with illiteracy and and I know that there's a lot more people out there who are you know struggling with it than I think all of us realize but um to have to learn how to read and write as an as an older person even as a even as a much much older child is is so challenging and just well I think that just also showed the courage of convictions
2: because she was like I want to do this I want to do this for my son and she had
1: yeah yeah, she's continuing
2: to do it so I think that's amazing also let's talk about the knits
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> oh again yeah, cool. i can relate to this because my <laughs> daughter's class keeps having knits it's 2022 and i'm like put your child's hair up and treat them knits like oh, man, well, i don't well, have up. to go in with bun constantly now because i'm like you're not to touch heads with any children do you understand <laughs> but,
0: but also we... trixie's just got a pixie cut so I how know. did you even pick
1: up well, and I then, love I love the the little um scene where uh you know Trixie's being treated or whatever, and then at the very end of the episode, they're putting shower caps on Cynthia and Jenny because they've got it as well, and God, they just have I on their faces like oh you know, and they can tell their hair's been creased with creased with olive That's oil. That's a like night in you know like, our
2: household when it happens. Me, my husband, and my daughter uh, all there getting treated all at the same time. Come on, everyone!
1: Yeah, just every kid is going to bring home like lice at some point you know when they're in there it's just it? unavoidable oh i had lice when i was when i was in elementary school i don't know if i i don't think i brought it home i think i'm just going to blame it on my sister i'm sure she was the one who brought it she's home gonna but... the episode,
2: she's going to be blamed for this and you not answering the phone to her <laughs> all,
1: uh... oh god yeah.
2: So, yeah anything else you want to say about her <laughs>
1: Well, you know what? Actually, that reminds me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll leave any other family business to the privacy now of now. Our...
2: We talk about
1: the other birth
2: storyline,
1: which yes. is
2: uh, Kathleen and Stanley Baker.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Now, do you recognise her either of you? The the actress who played Kathleen Baker.
1: Oh no. Oh she looks a little familiar, but I'm not now that you said that, but I'm not I'm not picturing where I've seen her before. She was
0: she was in the in betweeners. <gasps> oh I watched the in us.
2: Oh it's great.
1: You who,
2: it. who also she she's got her? A really famous sis her sisters, Cara Toynton, who won Strictly. Oh uh,
0: yeah, I do know who she is. Now you yeah. say that. I know yeah. it. Oh um, and do you
2: know she goes out with in real life? Uh, she who? goes out with uh oh
1: What's uh, What's Simon from In Between Us? Oh, Simon is the, um, like, quote, the cute one of that foursome. Like, Neil is kind of the tall, dumb one, and then there's... Yeah, yeah, Joe Thomas, yeah.
2: the one with the hair. She's engaged to him in real life.
1: We've been oh, going out for years. My... Yeah, who was, well, who um, was she on the show?
2: Just his girlfriend
0: in it. like a, just Oh, her. right, 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 okay. While we're talking about
1: who people go out with in real life, should we talk about the curate at the prison? <gasps> yes. <gasps> Okay, so we'll rewind. So, okay, back to the prison. Uh, Trixie and Sister Juliana are, are escorting Stella back to her cell. And all of a sudden, they, you know, this this uh, man comes up, I think with maybe the warden or something like that. And it's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Like, I've been working here and I had that. Oh, like, oh, yes, I, I you know. Pleased to meet you. My name is Tom Hereford. I've got Hello. Tom Herrewood.
2: Herrewood. I've got Tom Herewood written oh. in massive letter- capitals here. Hereford, W-A-R-D. Herrewood. Oh,
1: I think that's an accent thing because I heard Hereford but I can see how yeah, it's eco-
2: they often get F's
1: and W's mixed up. What? <laughs> no, it's real. Her- it's Hallow- it's Wood. So. Okay. Anyways, whatever it is. I, I mean, I was never going to know his name
3: really anyway, but,
1: um, <laughs> but to me, Tom. Her-
3: hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: her word is like if he if like a member of a boy band like you know like had their success and then was like oh wait now what am I supposed to do and then he was like oh yeah I'm gonna join the like the the, uh like a religious life like he is he has such like a I don't know why I just think of him as like a boy band guy
0: and in real life he is married to Trixie yeah and they've got two children Um, and did they meet on call the midwife
1: I think so yeah I think they did yeah yeah um, Do yeah. you know
2: when they started going out, though? When? They started going out on the... um You know when they went over to South Africa?
0: And he uh, actually got, engaged to, he got engaged to Barbara. Yeah, sorry, spoilers. Oh, I love the South African episode. Same,
1: same. But, um, yeah, Africa, so, yeah, but
0: that's when they started going out.
1: Well, now... If do I know this is this right that she was with somebody else and then and then they that relationship ended and then she got with Tom like I I feel like I don't know oh anyway well yeah anyway that's that's like all their private life or whatever but um yeah I just love that they're together I just I just think that's so sweet and Tom goes on such a journey on this show I mean he's he is really a great character um, well they've got but... two
2: children in real life and obviously one was the reason that she just left the last series um to go on maternity leave. Yeah, well, and their and their first
1: lots. and their first kid, like when she's pregnant in the series that she's filming when when she's pregnant for the first time, it's hilarious because they, I mean, <laughs> the things they try to cover her bump with and try to do to conceal it are just hilarious. The woman has never carried so many coats, never put so many pillows over herself. Like it's just. But also, so her
2: daughter has got the same color hair as my daughter, and they look very similar. But they're also like one month apart.
1: Really. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, okay. Like um, okay, so let okay, so where are we at? So oh, okay, so oh it's Kathleen. Kathy, Kathy and Stan. Guys, okay. Is wait, it Kathleen? Catherine. Catherine. Wait, Kathleen. Wait, it's Kathleen,
2: it's Kathleen, yeah. Kathleen!
1: Kathleen! Yeah, it's Kathleen. Yeah, where did I write this? Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, just a very, very quick story. So okay, when 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 we meet Kathy for the first time, she's like um she's got these varicose veins jenny is like listen you can't wear all your usual stuff like it's really hurting you you have to wear like these special support hose and she's like i don't want to wear those those are ugly and like i want to look really nice for my husband like it's really important to me and she's like listen i know you want to look cute but honey this is not a time to look cute like you gotta wear these stockings otherwise it's gonna get really really bad and also she's probably making it worse like she's making it worse that's what Jenny says. She's like, this is actively like making this bait a problem for you. You cannot wear these anymore. And so anyway, so she goes so like she goes back home. She's doing stuff or whatever like that. Stan was there. I did not really register Stan. Stan was just like, quote, husband to me in this. Well, anyways, that and-, and this name Stan just so hilarious. So then so then she bumps her leg and then she really hurts herself. Which because- she was quite
0: dramatic about, wasn't she? She was oh, just- yeah. painful though.
1: Oh, did you see the way it looked? They looked that, that, oh, when they put that special effects makeup on her leg to look like the varicose veins, I was so disgusted. Like, it was, it was horrible. Anyways, so she's in the maternity ward. Um, she, she gives birth, you know, Stan hears her screaming. He's so concerned. He comes in. He's like, she's like, oh, look, it's our baby. She looks terrible. Her hair is all matted and sweaty and everything. And he's like, um, yeah, I'm just going to go get you some things from home. I'll be right back. You know, you can tell he's just completely freaked out. He runs away. He comes back the next day. She's like, "Oh, Stan, da da, da. Like you know, I, you know, and he, they have this big emotional scene, which, which we'll talk about. But all of a sudden, I saw Stan because she she tells Jenny, she's like, "Look, she's like, Stan could have had anybody he wanted." And I was like, "Well, really though, could he?" Because again, I had not registered. <laughs> and um, she's like, "So I want to make sure I look cute. Like we've only been married nine months, and then like I immediately got pregnant, you know, and now I'm gonna, you know, whatever." and i was like so i was just kind of like listen you do not need to make this whole big story about stan like you're kathy you're amazing like stan is lucky to have you all this kind of stuff like that turned out stan was pretty cute actually when i got a good look at him when he was doing the really emotional scene like after he came back again after their baby was born i was like okay stan you are cuter than i had given you credit for i
2: think they're trying to intimate as well like they're newlyweds they obviously got pregnant quite quickly both very good looking both young right she's there thinking he only cares about her looks when he cares very very deeply about her
0: yeah, like, she, like legitimately... he gets up, she gets up while it's still dark so she can get dressed before he's kind of up and awake.
1: Yeah, oh, who, which... who could be bothered? Christ. Oh, I just could never be me. But, anyways, but <laughs> <laughs> that made me like really kind of flashback i had another flashback other than the uh first one but um so when i was when i was in high school i read this i want to say it was a judy bloom book but it was called 15 and i don't i don't know that either one of you are ever i think
2: i have read that
1: Oh my God. Okay. So the name Stan really stuck out to me because in that book, the main, so this book was written in like the, like about this time period, like late fifties, early sixties or whatever. And it's about a young girl who is a complete like flop romantically. And now she's 15 years old. So, I mean, however much of a flop you can be when you're 15 and she really wants to go out with a boy. And there's this new guy at her school named Stan and he asks her out. And so they have this adorable, adorable romance. And one of the, one of the big scenes in the book or one of the big like turning points in the book is that, you know, they're supposed to go on this date and then he doesn't show and she thinks she got stood up and she's just like, what am I going to do? And so in an effort to kind of like be bold, and kind of like, you know, like reclaim some pride because she feels really embarrassed or whatever. She goes over to his house and is like, what happened? And she finds out that he like got really, really sick. And I think had to have his appendix out, which is why he couldn't go out with her. And his little brother, this scene just slays me, his little brother comes to the door and is like, oh, you're, I don't remember what the girl's name is, but I don't know whatever Susan or something like that and he's like oh you're Susan he's like oh man he's like Stan really really likes you he spends an hour polishing his shoes before he went on his date with you and he just like he just is like always like trying to make himself look so nice like what a loser you know but she's like he really likes me and I'm just telling you it is the most it is the sweetest story and it's a complete diversion from this episode but I just it, this boy named Stan like I remember reading that when I was in high school and just thinking like it was the most charming romantic story and like anyways when I when I saw how sweet Stan was being with Kathy when he came back and was telling her how much he wanted to take care of her and how much he loved her it like reminded me of that little memory from my my younger years and I highly recommend everyone read the book because it it, it is a kid's book for like that kind of age of life but if you ever just want to like go back to that like innocent like young love feeling that book will take you there. Or
2: I'll just read watch it. Series me. three, episode three, and watch Stan and
1: Kathy. Oh,
2: but yeah, so that was really lovely, and she had a little girl, and they called her Eleanor after his mum, and it was all very lovely, and you know, yeah. Um, but that was the kind of end of that. There wasn't really a lesson to be learned from there, uh, from theirs, was there?
1: no it was just a husband like rising to the occasion which yeah, although i did happen-
2: there was one bit actually that made me cry loads like, so there's a bit where she's giving birth and it's all awful and she had to be caught and that bleh, and he's waiting outside because you know it's the 1950s and, and he's sat with uh sheila and mm-hmm. she's like the doctor's receptionist he's sat there and everything and and she's like oh it's the most natural thing that could be when she's screaming and i just Uh-oh, thought oh it just made like- me cry like i think it just made me cry because obviously i had a horrible time and I don't know why it just really like I was like oh it's not natural it's awful
1: anyway so I didn't I didn't like Sheila's I didn't like the way she I I get what Sheila was trying to do but I I didn't I didn't really like the way that she did that to be honest no that's all no.
2: Uh, right now other things that happened shall we talk about um let's talk about we- Turner's while well, we're on Sheila shall we oh um, yeah. Uh-
1: okay i've just just told a 45 minute story about my about my childhood so i feel like i need to be quiet for a second so sheila um
0: thinks that she might be pregnant because she's not had a period for ages but that's the only symptom that she's had she's not suffering any other symptoms that make her think that she's pregnant so she wants to send off this pregnancy test she needs to send off this urine sample um but then she needs dr turner to sign for it Mm. Um. So then he then has this doctor friend who, inv- and I don't think would they have really done this much investigation in the fifties?
1: I think it's um, because he has the connection to the. Doctor. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say it's his pal in it.
1: I don't think it's like something everyone would have gotten, but I think he was able to pull some very special strings. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think if they were anybody else, they would have just been childless. Well, not that he's not childless because he's got Timothy. He's practically mm-hmm. childless is he just like some crazy up
1: <laughs> he, he doesn't acknowledge his firstborn. So yeah, basically, he doesn't,
2: he doesn't really. <laughs> They're like, we want to start a new fresh family. Oh, it wasn't like... really sad scene though, because obviously she had the uh, op or whatever, the investigative surgery, and they were like, oh yeah, it's you, you know, the TBs kind of travelled down to your your. Reprodu- right. reproductive order organs they said it really weirdly way and yeah. then uh, basically and she was all sad and it was sad because you know it is it is sad if you want to yeah. try and have a baby's trying that's something she desperately wants and she's obviously had a lot of years being a nun and you know so that was really sad mm-hmm. spoiler alert he gets happy um but at that time it was awful but yeah that was i thought that was a very lovely scene with her yeah
1: yeah um,
2: now the other thing we want to talk about is just a few more things
1: number one
0: Oh, sorry. It must be so hard for Sheila as well, because she's just around babies every day. Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, there's no break from it.
1: Well, and this is really the beginning of a quite long infertility journey that they go on, which I think is also important to note, because it's not like, oh, you know, you have this issue, but we're not really sure how it's going to affect your ability to conceive. And then, like, in an episode or two, she just conceives, and it's like, oh, I guess it wasn't really a big problem at all. I think, I mean, they, they have a lot of like pain and heartache and struggle and figuring things out. And I, I all that think the writers so. again
2: again do it really yeah. well. Like they don't they, just solve it like they do in some dramas. They they genuinely go on a big long journey. I agree.
0: Yeah. And also um I think is that there's a scene where is it Jenny? I don't know who's with Jenny, but um Sheila's holding a baby and they basically say to her that she looks like a natural and it won't be long. So every do you know what I mean? She's just dealing with yeah. everybody. Assumptions that it won't be long till she's got a baby of her oh, own. But the
1: you know. mom the mom runs in and she's pregnant. And she's like, "Can you please hold my baby? I have to go to the bathroom so bad." And she like just fl- there. Here's your thrown baby out. She basically just flings this baby into <laughs> Sheila's <laughs> arms, and Sheila's like, "Um, um, um, um." <laughs> and she just and then she's like, "Thanks, bye." And she like books it across the the antenatal hospital because she has to go to the bathroom so bad. And then that's when she- oh, and the baby has the biggest set of boogers on his nose, and so she walks into the like new um you know like. Uh, back room basically, and to grab a tissue, and she wipes the baby's face, and then that's when the girls say that she looks like a natural. And she's like, Well, so
2: sad, uh, right? We need to
0: talk about the tickets and Fred.
1: Oh, yes, Beck's your favorite character. Here you go. I
0: thought Fred look a bit disheveled in this episode, yeah, we did. I feel like he's growing a beard or
1: something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: but he, I mean. He was obviously cheated, but then he's obviously tried to done a deal when he sold these tickets onto the girls. Like, he's no innocent in this.
2: Well, also, to be fair, I don't think that's true of Fred's character because he'd be the kind to try and do that to someone else. I don't think he would have fallen for that, but, you know. So he fell for some fake tickets for my fair lady. You can't can't (laughs) say it any other way. That's the only way you can say my fair lady for Chummy's birthday. They were all like, oh, yoink, we'll have uh, cheap tickets for my fair lady. And uh, they go, and then it's obviously not... Real tickets, and then Peter's like, oh, I'm a policeman. I should have known they were thin. I thought, wow, oh, look at them. The most ineffectual policeman there is. Um, and anyway, so they go there, and then they go to the pub, and they learn that Chummy's
0: like uh, really good at darts. I thought, yeah, same. And uh, <laughs> can <laughs> I, I just say out. that when, when they're at the theatre and they're buying snacks, and then they decide that if they pool their money, they can afford a box of chocolates, they're going to literally have one chocolate each. I know. <laughs> I know. I w- I'm not good at sharing food.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, it's like, why did you, I mean, they were like, oh, if we pool our resources, I'm like, girls, I'm like, you guys all should have brought way more money. Also, ask your, like, boyfriends or husbands for cash, too. Like, get the men to pay for stuff. So the man and
0: woman that sold Fred the tickets are down on the dock. So they're basically trying to run the scam again. Um, and sister, who's with Sister Evangelina when she sees them? No one, I don't think. i'm sure someone's with her anyway so she confronts them and gets their money back but i thought sister evangelina should have tried to see if they would have like would they have run that scam on a nun (laughs) i think
2: she i think she was just
0: a bit like
1: "Mm, i just just love when sister evangelina like brings fred into the girls and she's like don't you have something to say and he's like (laughs) uh and it's like it's just the most even though fred is like either her age or like Maybe even a little older. It's like very much like a mom bringing the kid in after they've done something back And it's like, what? What did we talk about? What are you going to tell <laughs> these guys now? Hmm? Hmm? And it's and it's very like Johnny has something to say to you all. Okay, Johnny, you go ahead. <laughs> it just was
2: so. Perfect. Oh, but also she was such a badass getting the tickets. I just loved it.
1: Oh my gosh! Like she, she is absolutely yeah. Like no one is gonna. No one is gonna. Yeah. She's no so one's. Yeah.
2: Um, now, also, we should talk about because there's one bit we missed, but it's also kind of part and parcel of the next book to talk about anyway. But at the theatre, Trixie was on call, but she had a Campari before,
1: mm. and they were
2: all getting ready and stuff. But also, Trixie was a bit troubled, and um, and, and Chummy was like, "Oh, what's up? What's up, old bean?" You know what I mean? Trying to get her to be all uh, things. She was like, "Oh, is this, is it the prison and stuff?" And it's kind of showing that Trixie's kind of taking her problems with her a bit. And she was like, "Oh, I should have had another Campari." Um, so it just kind of shows trixies ha- having some complications of her feelings and stuff. And you saw her be sad that she was single when the others had boyfriends and stuff. And yeah. it's just getting a bit of complexities within uh, the Trixie.
1: Trixie. Well, yeah. and Jenny says she's like, "Oh, you're gonna have one, like, aren't you on call?" And she's like, "Oh, I can still have one, you know." And it's yeah. like, "Oh, that like the like the loosening of those boundaries and stuff like that is kind of a yeah. you know it's like the you know it's like um. You know, like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, like it's like yeah. the minute you start kind of like making those compromises, you just know you're on a slippery slope. Yes, yeah, so that's um, one
2: to note for future episodes. But also, mm-hmm. um, speaking of Jenny, um, Alec told Jenny that he loved her.
1: Yeah, he and she just panicked. panicked.
2: Well, she—that's the kind of thing I would do. Uh, she was <laughs> really awkward and said, "I think that actually happened to me as well before." I uh, thank you. Um, like just awkward,
1: awkward, awkward. Saying thank you after someone says I love you is like. I've seen that in so many movies and TV shows and it is, I mean, it's not the worst thing you can say, but it is also <laughs> <laughs> oh, But in the 50s In the
0: 50s though their courtship has been quite, I mean they've been going out
2: Over six months I
0: remember, Well no, but is it six months or did they reference six months a few episodes ago?
2: Yeah, they referenced. It, so it's over six months, yeah, because they referenced that a few episodes ago.
1: So I just think in the 50s, surely they should be married by now Well, that's, that's, well, that's exactly Jenny's thing. She's like, look, I, I, she's like, I do really care about him. I really, really like where we're at. She's like, but I'm young. I want to, I want to do what I want to do. And I think she thinks that if she gets further along in that relationship, like engaged slash married slash, you know, like, she's like, I can't prevent a pregnancy. You know, like, if I get married, I'm going to be stuck at home. I'm not gonna be able to work. Like, you know, like, it, but like,
2: she's like, I'm young. I don't want that yet. I yeah, that.
1: she's like, she's like, maybe down the road, you know. And I love, and Alec is amazing, but like, she's like, I mean, and it's it's sad because it's like, you know, if I if I do this one thing, then this whole other part of my life, the big 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 part of my life, just that door completely closes. And
0: but Chummy's just come back. She knows that's not the case. Oh, that's actually a very good point. Uh, also, just say ch- twelve. Chum- al- Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, just say Alec He's a very
1: modern man. <laughs> I don't know if Alec is that. I like Alec, but I mean- none of I really guys... like Alec
2: because he was like so lovely. He was such, so, do you know what I really liked about him? Like he could have been like a real, well, you know, it was just a, horrible about the whole situation. and be yeah. like, oh, I told you I loved you and all this. i will be all petulant and stuff. But what he did was buy two tickets, front row tickets to my fair lady. <laughs> and he was like, I understand it. I'm sorry I take it back. I didn't want to put pressure on you. And I really, really liked it. I just thought that was so cute of him, and so oh, yeah. I kind of made up without her being yeah. really able to resolve any of her issues of non non-commits
1: being non-commit. Yeah, he, he basically put like a temporary stopgap on any like actual real you know discussion they were gonna have yeah, to but have. It's like that because
2: then I wouldn't have to deal with it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: it's nice for the moment. Yeah, I mean you know if they yeah like it's not it's not a way to really go about things in the long term but at the moment sure it, hey, it's, it's worth it's 41 short. years also I uh, just say like I know Chummy really loves Peter and that she's very happy and she loves young sir and like all of that and it's all wonderful whatever Young Sir not- like the last three episodes she's like she's made like really active you know I don't want to use the word complaints but like she's like yeah this is really tough and I'm not really sure I'm always suited to it and she's like and I'm also not sure I really always like it and you know like I feel overwhelmed I feel burnt out I don't know that I really want to spend like you know time doing all this like you know what I mean like it just I I get it like Chummy's happy and everything like that but I think it's also like it's not it's not all it's cracked up to be in terms of like what it's you know and it's quite amen to that yeah and especially in 1950s, where it's like, everything just goes to the wife, like, you know, it's Yeah, still... yeah, 1950s, That's only happens in 1950s,
2: yeah.
1: Well, I mean, now, yeah, now it still does too, but at least now it's more like, you know, you can try to have a conversation. I mean, you, it's not... It's not the same where like if you brought it up to your husband back then it'd be like wait what what are you talking about <laughs> like why in the world would you ever think that i would come home after a long day's work and like spend time like slaving over dinner like that would just never never happen like don't even think about it whereas now like it is a different conversation i'm not saying women still don't do most of the work i think they definitely definitely do and um, play the jewel bird and look it up everyone okay. that's
2: sociologists Anyway, um, <laughs> right. I think this means it is a natural time for the heroes and zeros of the week. Yep. Who wants to go first?
1: I'll I'll go first. Okay. Um, oh gosh. Okay um oh brother I just said that and now I'm now I'm gonna do this nonsense okay I like to do my I like to do my zero first um because then I think I can always be positive to close out um you guys that women's prison was just so bleak it was so terrible I just you know there's a way to deal with um there's a way to deal with you know, people who have to serve a sentence for committing a crime. And there's a way that, you know, that can be a, I, I don't want to, not positive, but there's a way that that can be a productive and rehabilitative, um, you know, time or experience. And, uh, and there's a way that it, there's definitely a lot more ways that it cannot be those things. And this prison was in the not category. And, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, America has a very, very, very complicated um, situation with incarceration and crime and punishment. Um, and uh, so I, you know, I just, just thumbs down on that whole women's prison. I just, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't like the way they handled a lot the of that Would prisons
2: stuff. ever be a thumbs up though, but
1: carry on this time. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a whole bigger conversation. And I definitely have a lot of misgivings about a lot of it, but um uh, but yeah i mean i yeah there like that whole conversation is massive and i yeah i but i but this situation just made me sad i was just sad to yeah. see kind of being treated that way in this prison so not definitely a, net, a zero for me um a hero and this actually was a scene i really liked because um i just thought it was really cute like <laughs> so peter gets um the babysitter for the my fair lady night to come early because he knows that chummy really likes the getting ready part of the girls evenings and I love the getting ready part of girls evenings and I think they're so so fun but so I love the girls getting ready and like them sitting down and having a drink while they're putting on makeup and like flushing hair and stuff like that but the thing that I actually want to give a hero to is um Peter and Alec having a little conversation at the bottom of the stairs kind of like what do they even do up there like all I have to do is put on a suit like oh I think there's a lot of stuff happening but I'm never really sure what it is and like Just, and then, and then, you know, Alec giving Peter the handkerchief because, you know, he thinks that, like, what is it, Jeffrey is the kid's name? Anyway, that Peter's like thrown up on him before he left the hospital. dry cleaned Like, it was very, I just thought the whole thing was, like, kind of adorable and, um. So, yeah, I just thought that, and that's not a scene we get to see very often. And like, you know, and, and it was nice to see those two guys kind of like getting to have a little bit of a, of a you know, kind of camaraderie there. So anyways, I just thought that was nice.
0: My, my zero is also going to be the prison, And I was thinking that the fact that the female guards are so uncaring of the female inmates but now that i've thought about it as we've recorded this podcast the fact that those prison guards are still working like they've obviously not married and had children of their own yeah because i was thinking well they must be able to sympathize with these women that they're having to give up their like they must know what that but actually they probably don't because they've yeah they they wouldn't have been able to carry on working and especially i mean it's one thing for chummy to come back as a midwife but there's no way that they would be married and be working as a prison guard yeah no you're totally right so they were a zero but now I think I kind of understand it a bit more um but they could still be they could still empathize some so. yeah that'd be nice yeah <laughs> uh,
1: well, not just then, dragging the women back to like their hard labor you know even though she's just passed out because she's like nine months pregnant I mean my god yeah. and then my hero
0: has just gone clear out of my head what was my hero Oh, it was going to be Sister Evangelina because I just think with the My Fair Lady thing, like she thought, like, it, it's entertainment. It's, but I just think the fact that she actually stepped in when they'd lost the money on those tickets, like, she went above and beyond. She was a
2: heroine. I loved it. And that was going to be my uh, hero. So I can't do that now. My zero is going to be <laughs> the parole board um, for yeah. how they, well, no, the woman off the parole board, really. She was awful, like the woman of the mm. prison. Like, she was just bloody awful the whole way through to Stella Crangle, to everyone, but to Stella Crangle, like, just from the start, like, just so defeatist. My mm-hmm. hero is going to be Stella Crangle for stepping up and doing what she said she was going to do, um, with the with learning to read with that letter. That letter just made me very emotional. um, And I just thought, good on you, because, you know, she's actually said she wanted to do that. She said she wanted to do that for her son, and she's showing that she is. So mm-hmm. good on her. That was amazing. She is my hero. Hero. Yeah.
1: Love it.
2: So yeah. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um next thank week you. it's gonna be series three, episode four.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also um these episodes are airing all around the holiday time. So um probably by the time you all hear this you may have already celebrated. You probably have already celebrated Christmas. You probably already ce- rung in the new year. And we just want to say, you know, we hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful holiday. And we're going to be so excited to be back and doing this podcast again in 2023. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See you next isn't that year, wild? Isn't yeah. That we're all- <laughs> yeah. We're, we're really winding it all down. It's amazing. We've been doing this podcast for now, like about six months. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Thank you so much for listening. If you're still listening. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Oh, the listener, the listeners are the real are the real heroes and joys of us being able to do this, being able to connect with people.
2: Yeah, heroes, not zeros.
1: <laughs> just just like your sister again, Jen. <laughs> yeah,
2: your sister's a zero because she's answering the phone. She brought nits into the house. Anything else?
1: <laughs> oh, there's a laundry list. <laughs> 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 no, I love my sister very, very, very much, and we're going to be together over the holidays, and I'm excited to see her and um be with her Just and i hope and see everyone has wonder, yeah i wonder if everyone has a, i hope everyone has a really good holiday
2: do you know what would be present following us online twitter instagram facebook <laughs> oh yes give a
1: review yeah yeah that would be really great if everyone would do yeah. that or yeah. if you haven't already
2: yeah okay
1: thank you so much for listening and goodbye <laughs> see you all
2: soon